once again to the almighty Smithy from uh, Beyond the Crescent Moon for that theme song. Yeah, he did a fucking awesome job. Hello, and uh, welcome to what I think is episode 11. Yep, 11 of, episodes. Of the Deft All But Metal podcast. Uh, I'm Gary Grimm. I'm Tane. And uh, yeah, here we are, 11 episodes in. Uh, against everyone's wishes except for ours, I think. Partially ours sometimes, but... Partially. <laughs> there have been a few nights. Episode 8, for example, Curse of oh, the Rummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um... <laughs> I think the less better... Less said about that one, the better. Uh, you can listen for yourself and uh, judge us harshly. Yes. Uh, so, look, we're kicking off tonight's podcast episode. It's just going to be... I, I wanted to bring up something, uh, even just for the sake of posterity. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. We, we're, it's, the whole episode's not going to be about this, so don't tune out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we promise we won't talk politics, but we kind of have to just yeah, briefly. Look, there's heaps of other podcasts and TV shows and stuff that you can go to if you want to hear about this kind of stuff. But and also, I think a lot of us are sick of hearing about it as well. Like, sure. I know I am. Sure, but we look for posterity's sake, at least for posterity, uh, for for people listening in the future. A week ago from the time of recording, uh, Donald Trump was elected the president of the USA, and then shit hit the fan. Yeah, like, before even being sworn in. But look, posterity aside, um, we also have a lot of listeners from all over the world, but mm. Americans in particular. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys are uh, number two? Yeah, I think uh, number two... Yeah, it kind of fluctuates, the, yeah. the, the amount of listeners we get. It's uh, they're usually, Sometimes they're number one. Yeah. They're usually in the top five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for what it's worth, I just wanted to say a little something to our American listeners... I mean, obviously, you can take or leave my advice. Um, my my opinion is as ill-formed as the next guy, the next guy being Tane. Yeah. So, therefore, very ill-informed. <laughs> uh, however, my two cents, if you wish to hear them, are these. Uh, like, it's a dangerous time in the States at the moment for a lot of people. Uh, so... I just wanted to say to my American friends, because I do have a lot of friends over there, and uh, and to our listeners... Uh, he doesn't have any friends. I, I, don't give away... <laughs> don't, don't show behind the Wizard of Oz's <laughs> Look, be careful, be vigilant, but be smart about it. Uh, and also, take no shit as well, okay? Things aren't going to be easy at the moment, because it seems like... It's just going to be a struggle dealing with the bigotry and xenophobia that has become commonplace due to the fucking clown that has been elected. Yeah. Uh, so, I wish you the best of luck in your fight against the, this lunacy, and I hope to see you on the other side of it, because it will end at some point. However, what I just said is not going out to uh, those of you who are a combination of a white heterosexual employed and male okay however i will say this to to those of you who are that combination of things uh it's a bolder stance to help those of those of us who weren't born under the same circumstances as you who 
you know, that were not presented with the same opportunities just because of the color of their skin or something. It's it's or far their gender or yeah, where they're born, any of these things. Exactly. It's far more noble and I think more metal to help some someone else that needs it. So and to stand up for the little guy. Yeah. You know, the as in minorities. I'm not talking about your penis. You know, what's <laughs> the little, little people as in <laughs> midgets? Yes, I, yeah. I didn't want to or say dwarves. midgets. Which ones? Which ones are preferable? <laughs> but look, in all seriousness, whatever nomenclature that you want to put to it, yeah, I just think that that it's if you see an injustice and you f- help stand up for the people that are being uh held down i think that's way more cool as a person and way more metal and yeah. that's that's my two cents that's all i want to say about it Tane, oh, yeah. do you want do you have anything you want to add well look one thing um just really quickly uh i obviously the internet's been exploding about it everyone's talking about it in person uh but people People are just getting so divided because there's a great feeling of loss or impending loss for for so many people um, based on their, their life situation, based on the their color of their skin, where they were born, what languages they speak, uh, what clothes they might wear uh, for religious purposes, so many different things. And people just uh, forget that we are all people and in the metal community in particular as well now is not a time for going like yeah fucking like kill everything or whatever uh, it, it's more about bonding with your brothers and sisters and looking out for each other so i hope you guys do that anyway that's that's all we're gonna say about yeah. that i think uh where there's an, another issue some probably might think that it's a bigger issue than the whole donald trump thing yeah uh, that we need to talk about and that is uh, Deftor but Metal pulling out of the Thrashamore Festival. So yeah, last week around the same time as um, Donald Trump was getting elected, uh, I announced that Deftor but Metal is parting ways with the Thrashamore Festival that were that is taking place still on the 26th of November at the Hideaway Bar. Uh, Tane, do you have anything that you want to say about? Look, uh, <laughs> oh, drop me in the shit. Okay, you? okay. Look. <laughs> How about you start? Look, dip- diplomacy, I, I think, is probably a good thing here. <laughs> I have uh, no hard feelings against anyone involved with uh, Thrashamall. The they probably have a few hard feelings against <laughs> us, but. We did what we had to do. There were a lot of factors happening uh, for us uh, in the behind the scenes that just weren't really working uh, with the ways that we like to do things. Yeah. And so the the best thing for DTABM to do was to just kind of unfortunately cut all ties i I didn't want to leave them in the lurch and i don't think that we did it will take too long to explain and getting into it is just 
I don't want anyone to take anything that we say the wrong way. No, uh, no, uh, because we we really like all the bands. We still strongly suggest you guys go and check it out. It's going to be rad. Um, there, unfortunately, also have been some lineup changes with a couple of bands having to drop out. Yeah, look, I don't think much has been said about it, but uh, some bands dropped out. That that was also a little bit to do with our, our decision mm. as well. Mm. Uh, but look, it's on the 26th of November at the Hideaway Bar. I can't remember what time doors are, but I think it's like seven or something. Six, I think you, you can check them out on Facebook and, um, you know, uh, get all the info there. It's only 10 bucks. There's a whole bunch of fucking awesome bands playing there. Uh, I think Sorcery are, are performing early. I strongly suggest being there early for them. Yeah, Sorcery kick ass. Uh, but like we said, all the bands are going to be great. Yeah. So Hideaway in and more. So unfortunately, that's only for the Sydney folks listening. The yeah. rest of the world don't know what we're talking about and probably <laughs> could care less. That's okay because we've already done our little global thing, so they, they can they can soldier on through this. But I mean. Fuck it, it's kind of time to listen to some music anyway. Yeah, and look, I'm way too sober. That's going to change soon because shortly we're going to be joined by two of the boys, Phil and Zach, from the band uh, Reva. Yes. Uh, they've played awesome. at a couple of Death Tour But Metal uh, live shows. Yeah. And they're fucking amazing. We're going to be talking about Metallica. We're not going to be listening to Metallica right now though we're listening to a local band yeah. well I say local they're from where are they from Brisbane yeah they're from Brisbane this is Siberian Hell Sounds they've just released a new EP called Svengali Svengali which is fucking killer holy shit it's awesome they they have it free to download on their um band camp as well mm. uh, if you want a physical copy to i think they're they're making a limited amount of physical. yeah yeah so i'd get on that pretty quickly yep uh, they're worth me. checking out <laughs> they're worth checking out so checking them out we shall do mm-hmm. so the track we're listening to next is black market mind enjoy while we get a little bit more pissed. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.
So you've just been listening to a band that I really love, uh, Earth Faust, uh, with a song called Medita- Meditatium 3. <laughs> I don't care if I got we, that wrong. We always get, how, how I love getting Gary to yeah, pronounce yeah, the stuff yeah. because then, like, I don't know, I seem to have a magical gift for passing off like I know how to say it. Yeah, well, that's Re- it. Regu- <laughs> regular listeners to the podcast will know that I am terrible at pronouncing things that I've only seen written down. <laughs> <laughs> but before Earthfaust, uh, we heard Siberian Hell Sounds from Brisbane uh, with their track uh, Black Market Mind. Yeah. From Svengali. Fuck. Holy shit. Great album. But look, it's not just Gary Grimm and Tane anymore. We're joined by some guests. Yeah, yeah. Will you please introduce yourselves? Fuck, where are these guests at? So I'm Phil, play drums in Reva. And I'm Zach on the rhythm guitars in Reva. Sweet. Phil and Zach from Reva. And look, we've got five... Uh, oh shit! Yeah. Watching oh, us fuck, there we go. Yeah. Cheers to the there five. You go. <laughs> yeah. Can't uh, see you, but you're welcome here. We have the live stream happening on Facebook at the moment. Uh, if you are watching us via live stream, you can comment down below, and we'll see it and we'll read out your comments. Yeah, because we uh, we want you guys to talk about this with us, and that's the reason we got Zach and Phil in today too. Uh, you know, to. So now we've got four faces for radio. So join the yeah. discussion, guys. <laughs> yeah. But we're here today to discuss Metallica, uh, namely the album that they're releasing. I think it releases on Friday or Saturday here. Friday, yeah, I think 19th. it's Friday. Mm. Yeah. At the time of recording, like by the time you hear this, it's probably released already. But uh, <laughs> as we record it now, uh, it hasn't been released yet. We got, we were a bit naughty and we had got access somehow sorry laws to the, <laughs> to the album beforehand but look if an album leaks and you like it fucking buy the thing yeah totally that's, that's it. it if and- if you think a musician deserves your support go for it but at the same time if you listen to it and it's a pile of shit yeah but so this buy is- it anyway and give it away to someone so they <laughs> suffer as much as you did <laughs> <laughs> I think let your wallet do the talking. Yeah. But anyway. uh, speaking of talking, so this is this has become a bit of a regular uh, thing for us to do, breaking the silence. And so there's been four of us who have done a really good job of not breaking the silence about the new Metallica album. Uh, yes, called Hardwired to Self-Destruct. That's I think. it. That is it. Okay. And it's been a really hard one to not talk about. Uh, we've just been sitting here just before we went live, just before we started recording, uh, going through the tracks again to kind of freshen ourselves up and not talk about it, which is super fucking hard. Yeah, clearly. Look, a lot of yeah. listeners know how um, Tane and I think about certain bands and stuff, but yeah. uh, the boys from Reva are a little new to the podcast. Yeah, so we should let them talk. Very so... new. Taking our virginities. <laughs> So that happened before we turned the camera on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. well, I've ruined the magic. <laughs> so, uh, this thing wasn't on, right? No, 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 no. It, it did play heavily in the fun. <laughs> yes. uh, so before, very loose right now. Yes. We, we uh, have been enforcing uh, the, the, drink, uh, the drinking rule yeah. of Death Talk Batman. Yeah. Anyway. Before we get started, let's just get a little bit of history behind um, Zach and Phil here, their their history with Metallica, yeah. and how they got started. Let's start with Zach. 
Oh, well, my history of Metallica, honestly, I, I started with St. Anger. I, I picked up that album, hadn't heard anything else, and I was just blown away. I was like, fuck, this is the most metal thing I've ever heard in my life. Eventually got back to starting with Kill 'Em All and Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning, things like that. And it changed my opinion on Sanango, honestly. I, I was like, why? Why this sound when you guys sounded like that? And honestly, being only 23, I didn't live through that period. I've been waiting for that sound to come back and I found that with this new album. That's honestly the best thing ever. Awesome. Hmm. What about you, Phil? Right, what, what, well, what's your stance on Metallica? Okay, so the first thing I ever heard, honestly, was End of Sandman. And I remember hearing that whole little prayer sequence and going, holy shit, this song has made me feel like horror movies make me fucking feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like that I was like 11 sitting in my room with headphones on in pitch black and I remember every fucking single rare hair on my body going, <laughs> And I was like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I got sent St. Anger, j- j- just the song, not the album. Yeah. And I listened to that and I went, fuck, you know, that's a bit different. There's no solos or anything. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I was completely new to the band. I had no fucking idea what was going on. Yeah, yeah. And then one day I was walking through JB Hi-Fi and I just saw this Metallica logo poking out of some CDs. And I went, what the fuck's that? This mm. is that band that my mate showed me. Yeah. which was Josh, the vocalist from Reva. Oh, uh, sure, cool. Hey, and, Josh. Yeah, hey, hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. And you so, you know, there. yeah, hopefully you're there. <laughs> <laughs> you're so I've, well. <laughs> I've, picked up, I've picked up this album and went, fuck, you know, to have, like, long hair here. This, yeah, is, this right. isn't like the St. Anger video, you yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> like, so I picked that up and gone, fuck. Took it home, put it in my tiny little fucking CD player mm. and went, what the fuck is this acoustic shit? <laughs> <laughs> and I was... Uh, then the just that first riff from Battery fucking threw me uh, against the wall uh, and pounded the living shit out of me. And yeah. I never looked back since. It's, that band has basically been the reason I fucking do this shit. Yeah, sweet. Awesome. Thanks Thanks for filling us in on your stance prior to this new album. Filling uh, in. Wordplay. Phil, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Just briefly, the the first uh, gig that I ever went to as a young lad, uh, the first real gig, the first metal gig that I went to as well, mm. was Metallica. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Metallica touring for Load and Reload when I was a youngin. And, mm. Fuck, that uh, would have been good. Mm. Just no matter what you thought of those albums, when Metallica played live, they were fucking amazing can i just yeah. say you saw ain't my bitch live yep. like, yeah fuck <laughs> I, I love those albums <laughs> i personally i fucking love load and reload mm. thanks guys that said they played a lot of old stuff and i was a huge fan of the old stuff particularly my favorite album being injustice for all which is mm. not everyone's favorite yeah but... i think it's probably up there with mine and yeah, it's it's not my personal favorite but it's fucking up there uh, that's um like uh, our album I'll only talk about mine very quickly. Like I was exposed uh, by a friend of mine whose parents were really cool, um, who sort of helped me get into guitar and stuff. We'd listen to Floyd, we'd listen to Metallica, and start learning how to play some of the first songs. I, 
I started learning Brent how to play. To make love to you, mate. But oh. <laughs> to whom? To Brent. You, to me. I, I yeah. can't read that. Brent from wants here. to make love. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Brent, I says, Brent Logan says, "I hey, want to make love to you, Phil." Don't worry, I, I love you too, Brent. <laughs> yeah, but, you um, make love to me anytime. <laughs> I ain't anyway, getting any. Anyway. The um, <laughs> Oh, one. <laughs> Brent says, "Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. If you are going to make love to Phil, Brent, can you do it at Death Tour by Metal? Yeah, we'll do a and, live and, cast. Yeah, live, live stream, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that I think about it, if you're going to do that, maybe do that like last when we're trying to get people out of the building. Mm. No, no, no. Make, really- make, make, <laughs> make it the headline. Oh, that'll be the headlining act. Emphasis on the head. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, like all, all I really wanted—I didn't want to talk about uh, about mine too much, but it's just really interesting hearing because no, I know I, like, I didn't this... really want to talk about sex, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> Brent Logan brought, brought it onto the table, but uh, but yeah, it's interesting hearing because I know there's like a few years age gap with you guys and us. And you guys first being exposed with St. Anger, which is sort of generally acknowledged as like the, the album that turned a lot of people off Metallica. Yeah. And we went through that, listening to that at the end of when we were listening for a long time. Sure. But it still got you guys into them. And yeah. we're still into them too. So it's really kind of cool seeing that this is happening and we're talking about this new album, which is fucking pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, like, no, it's just, it, before, before we sorry. talk about the, the new album though... Them getting into Metallica with Saint Anger is like uh, young kids uh, nowadays <laughs> getting into Star Wars through Phantom Menace. Yeah, That's yeah, kind of totally. Same thing. Hey, hey, let's not get off subject. Phantom Menace was a decent movie. All right, uh, I'm the Can only I person that? in the room. Like, <laughs> Let me argue know. that it was all right. Fuck Jar Jar Binks. Fair enough. No, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 leave Jar Jar alone. All right, he has his place. Look, and let's face it, ten out of ten for that dive into the fucking water. Okay, that was the best dive Olympic swimmers have ever seen. Hey, right. hey, Let me I, just say, I as saw you Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say as a disclaimer that the views of Sack and Phil about Star Wars don't necessarily yeah. reflect <laughs> our own the views of uh, Death Tour by Metal <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway anyway the new album yep okay I'm gonna start with um, Phil here what were your impressions of we, we had a listen to the new album we kind of flicked through it while we were talking shit to each other before mm. recording what were your impressions of the new album? I'll be honest. The same as my opinion of Death Magnetic. Fucking brilliant. And this honestly really feels like... It's, it's basically like a part two. As uh, I recently read an interview with Lars where he kind of said the same thing. Mm. And I was really excited to see what he meant by that. And now I have. But at the same time, there's a little bit of sane anger in there in James's riffs. Mm. Like, it's got that... I'm not even sure how to describe it, but there's just that essence in there of basically rawness. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Hmm. It's just fucking cool. Like, It's an it's, interesting point. It's just fucking cool. <laughs> it's, <laughs> what the, can I say? It's fucking 2016. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fucking cool. That's Phil's review. Let's hear what Zach has to say about the little taste of the new material that we that we heard just then. Well, as I said, I haven't been a big fan for years. I've been waiting for a lot. Death Magnetic being the closest thing to old school Metallica we heard in ages still wasn't quite there. First single came out, brilliant. Got through all the singles, they're absolutely brilliant. 
came here today, heard the the album in full, and I can honestly say it's just amazing to hear Metallica sound like Metallica again. <laughs> and in purest, that's all I want to hear. I and mentioned to spit out the bone. Oh, brilliant fucking song. Yeah, last we'll song on the point. album, spit out, spit out the bone. It's um. So I mean, for the guys who haven't listened to it yet, uh, you might have heard some of the singles. You might not have heard shit. Go and listen to "Spit Out the Bone." Uh, it's so weird. I'm conflicted about it because the album, for me, it was a, a bit of a mix-up of everything that they've done. Like it was cool because they revisited their their roots, obviously with a, a different change in mixing and sound, and that does affect how they come across. But there were some really fucking cool ones that sort of harked back to their career. And then, Spit Out the Bone happened. And I was like, <laughs> why the fuck is the album just finishing now? Like, it's like, that is what I want to hear from Metallica. Like, no one wants to hear, like, I know you guys like Sananga, but for, for a long time Metallica fans, no one wants to hear another Sananga. You want to hear shit that's, uh, they're really, like, like you said, Phil, when you first heard them, it's the same thing for us. Like, it's interesting that that song spoke to a lot of us because we were all so much more excited, like, by the end of the album. Yeah. Uh, we, we just got a comment from uh, Evan O'Brien. Is it and Evan? I know, I've known mm. Evan for a long time, actually, and he is on a podcast, or he was on a podcast. Evan, are you still on the podcast uh, called Voice of Chaos? Oh, yeah, Ooh. right. Evan, cool. If, if oh, you haven't, check that out. If you haven't heard Voice of Chaos, check it out. Yeah. The early, I know Evan was on at least the early episodes. That's worth checking out. Yeah. Anyway. Does he go by a different name on his podcast? I am the voice of chaos. My th- name is Evan. <laughs> I, th- I think he goes by Evan or Evie, something like that. Evan, mm. just, uh, you know, send us a comment if you're still watching. Mm. But uh, I hope I haven't turned you away. I don't still mean on recording shortly. <laughs> still on recording shortly. Sweet. Sweet. Fuck yeah. So do, do check out Voice of Chaos. Those guys are fucking awesome. Uh, another but, sweet local podcast. But his uh, comment was, every generation of Metallica rolled into one album. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I I have to agree. I just when I when I first heard the singles that came off the album, I heard Hardwired first. And mm-hmm. I was like, eh, trying to do Kill 'Em All, maybe not getting there. Yeah, See, like the I, mix I, I was talking I, about. I, I just went, man, those fucking snare fills. <laughs> 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 but yeah, totally. Then then I heard the other singles, and I thought they were okay. But I, I like that was... Arise. I thought that was pretty sweet. Sure. Uh, but, uh, I was still feeling that the thing that I got into Metallica for with particularly Master of Puppets and Injustice for All were just those huge riffs, those stories that kind of, that's a story, songs that told a story, uh, that were complex and just went places that were so interesting. <coughs> you know, it's it's funny you should bring that up. Yes, mm. I was saying to him the other day at work because uh, the guy we work with, he just he chucked in justice for all on as we started, mm-hmm. and like we we unload containers, so it's like constant exercise. And it, it I, I I turned to Zach and was okay. like, you know, it's funny how this album is fucking relevant again, and it actually gets to you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hear, hearing one, like it, it's not a song that I jump to. You know, mm. I, I don't go, yeah, let's fucking listen to one because it's so overplayed. Let's face it. Yeah. But 
you know, it, I hear that song now and I think back to the video mm. and, I, you know, I think back to going, like, what's democracy? And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's so, something about young men killing each other. Right? <laughs> it's like, well, well, where are we? <laughs> so there you go. You can listen to Metallica, bang your head and learn something at That's the same it. time. Yeah. That is exactly Amazing. It. So, yeah, we've all had our little bit of a say about the new album. Is Mm -hmm. there anything else? Do we want to open the discussion? Evan said that it was every Metallica record, uh, every generation of Metallica rolled into one, and I sort of agree with that. Uh, Mm -hmm. One thing that I will say, though, for me, it was a little bit like death uh, Death Magnetic in the sense that I liked... There were a lot of moments in there. There were a lot of moments that I didn't really get into but there are a lot of moments where i was just like damn this is like listening to old school metallica i found death magnetic is um in retrospect after now hearing this album makes me think even though the music's not really anything alike but it makes me think of opeth transitional period uh going into prog where death magnetic was kind of like they hadn't really found their feet with what they were trying to do again part Mm. of it was revisiting but they also wanted to push it forward Mm. uh and now seeing this come out and thinking about it more and especially after hearing the last track where it was like this is an energy i've not heard from this band for so long that they're comfortable again that they're starting to do some shit that i can be excited about sure at the same time it's also kind of and i hate to say this but Mm. it's a little bit of a rehash of my apocalypse Mm. Mm. (laughs) you know like i I don't think they dwell on that though there's a little bit of rehashing there's a little bit of rehashing from all over yeah yeah yeah, yeah, which correlates with the whole death magnetic part two thing which don't get me wrong i'm a big fan of i fucking love death magnetic yes beyond magnetic i actually hadn't really given that the time of day i thought uh yeah this time you know 2008 yeah yeah couple of years on or a year i don't even remember when that fucking came out but (laughs) you know like i was sort of like well it didn't make it onto the album and if it didn't make it onto the album it probably isn't that great yeah yeah there's a song i think it's called like uh midnight away midnight revival yeah that song that's yeah. I heard that the other day at work, also through this other dude who just likes to chuck on Metallica randomly. Yeah, right. And I was like, why the fuck haven't I heard this before? <laughs> this riff is in it's it's incredible. Why yeah. didn't this replace Cyanide on Death Magnetic? You know? <laughs> it's funny, like, like that's the thing, like we know we're capable like when we know that they are capable of doing this shit still. And yeah. I think so many fans have been waiting so many years and so many albums to hear it again. And I look Personally, I don't think it's throughout the whole album, but there is more here than ever, like, in the last, like, fucking close to two decades now. Sure. Especially in the whole, um, St. Anger, Death Magnetic, and then, uh, this album, Trilogy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I'd say this is probably the strongest that I've heard from Metallica Mm. since then. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely, yeah. Mm. Um... A regular listener of ours, James Ashton Walsh, uh, has said, I reckon Death Magnetic also tells stories, as in the song structure. Uh, it does. Going off what I was saying before. I agree with you. About the stories in the old albums and not kind of feeling that in the newer albums. I think Death Magnetic did that, mm. but 
it didn't do it quite as well as say your master of puppets yeah or your mm. injustice See, but for that all. leads back to the cthulhu comment yeah yeah okay so but before we started all this tane here mentioned you know it's good to hear them mention cthulhu again yeah getting back to the, Whereas, it, the see, horror stuff you, you know? see the the, the the lovecraft element kind of reappeared with all nightmare long yeah yeah you know, the, these hounds that it just, you can't escape them yeah like it's all based around that yeah that, totally. that, that was definitely one of my favorite songs off that album yeah, it's crazy me? it's absolutely crazy and even Lars's intro drumming on the toms, like the whole like, yeah, that's it. They do. You're right, James. Yeah, it's I think crazy. They do tell it's stories. It's fucking nuts. Like with their song structure, because you hear these things that hark back to to older points, or like one particular song that tells a story. Um, well, well, James just says it wasn't epic. That's true. Like <laughs> epic and. Uh, which is what I was saying. Like the earlier albums had that epic quality to yeah, them, and yeah. Death Magnetic good live. Just yeah, well they always <laughs> sound good live. But uh, Death Magnetic just fell kind of that little bit short, yeah. and I think it's at least starting to come back with mm. um, Hardwired to Self Destruct. Yeah. Uh, Pity Lars's hair isn't coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it's been long gone. Do we, do we have any final thoughts that we want to give? Final um, thoughts? Is that all we have? Oh, well, <laughs> final thoughts on the album. On the album. <laughs> on the album. And then we'll get to plug in some Reva stuff. Yeah. If you guys no, out I'm, there I'm haven't here, heard I'm here Reva to plug before. the plague. I love you, Mikey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 we love you. Look, Mike, if you're not, fuck you. Mike Ryan... Zach uh, will join in the pool one day. <laughs> Big Zachy's kisses, mate. Ooh, oh, shit. <laughs> Mike Ryan, the lead singer of The Plague, uh, he has uh, played in uh, The Plague for Death Talk About Metal before. We have dedicated a DJ playlist to him before, and yeah. he has DJed at Death Talk yeah, About yeah, Metal yeah. before. Not to mention, he was vocalist in Paralysis. Paralysis. Yeah. You can find this stuff on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. I think it's still up on Bandcamp now. Not quite sure. Check it out. Oh. <laughs> Just check out oh, Mike wow. Ryan in general. If you, yeah. How you going, Chris? Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, Chris. <laughs> Chris is another regular for Death Dog Metal, mm. and I uh, just wanted to say thank you for your support and thank you to. Yeah, you've been awesome. It looks like we have about nine viewers at the moment, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's the most viewers we've had. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. was one time where Zach was double the digits. Only Ten. <laughs> double digits. Drink for yeah. that, man. Oh Can we God. see, like, Jeez. everyone that's viewing this? Like, uh, gonna like, get more. Who's actually watching this? Can we see that? Please really? don't edit we can't. this out. We can't. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> yeah. We can't all see right. who's uh, watching it, but well, if you comment... I that whole editing thing, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We can edit around it if we need to. Oh, well, there we go. Final thoughts on uh, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Let's start. Can't wait to fucking buy it. Yeah, sweet. On your Lars, beer good. More Napster bad. I've been in a long time for a Metallica <laughs> album. If you're not considering picking up, change your mind. Go pick it up. Dead set. Mm. Uh, ben Ross just asked if he can come drink beer with us and talk about metal. Yeah, of course, dude. It's been too long. You should come down. Let's do it, Ben. For tonight, though, if it's if that's not feasible, just keep watching. We're gonna do after this. We're gonna do some more live video and yep. talk about some more different metal things. So come in. Yeah, and, that's uh, it. Even if you're yeah. not here now, this is the whole thing about doing the live stuff. Yeah, well, that's it. You're technically here now. So I mean, for the <laughs> listeners at home who are watching the uh, sorry who are listening to this afterwards, next time 
pay attention to the Facebook and come and join us. Come and talk to us. That's it. These guys are heaps of fun and you'll enjoy what they're talking about. I'm telling you. Fuck oath. Everyone who's commented on this video. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, We heard their last uh, words on uh, Hardwired to Self-Destruct Teen. Um... I would say I'm really excited. Um, really quickly, we had uh, talked about it when uh, Hardwired first came out, the, yep. the thing. And I said, I hope there's more of this. I'm excited to hear them becoming something I can be excited about again. And you said, well, they've already done... It's going back and doing their own stuff again. And it's like, I think we're kind of both right in that. But I'm really hoping for more stuff like Spit Out the Bone. Like, holy shit, please release Fuck, something that cool. that's not like eight years later. <laughs> Seriously, guys. Yeah. Look, I, I agree with everything that's been said here. Spit Out the Bone was definitely a standout track. Uh, if you... If you like what you've heard so far from the new Metallica album and you haven't heard it yet, mm. I think you'll like what they've got to offer. Mm. Um, and if you want to support Metallica, because I'm sure they're hard up for money. Yeah, hard up for cash. Yeah, yeah, no, no, last I heard, Rob yeah. was broke and they're paying him with bananas. <laughs> 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 no matter how rich they are, if if you like music, support. Yeah, seriously, that's, what, that's the bottom line. That's like, it. come and well, see shows. True. Come and watch these guys. Come watch these guys play. Yeah, you know, it, seeing us isn't going to pay Metallica anything, but <laughs> fuck, you've seen us. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Speaking of supporting guys, uh, Reva, your band, the band that you guys are in. Uh, what's coming up for you guys? What gigs? What well, what's happening? Coming up in the next month or two, we have on the 26th of November at the Hideaway Bar, we're playing Thrash Em All, mm-hmm. we a were... fucking massive gig opportunity for us, and we're very happy to be playing it. Yeah. We were just talking about Thrash Em All before. This is the gig. Yeah. These guys are playing, you have to be there yeah, to see this them is play. why we're like, we're kind of bummed to not be doing it, but we st- still strongly urge you to all actually go. It's going to yeah, be a sweet I- I'm sure you guys will turn up. Well, look. Did I just tread on some toes? <laughs> <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. No, no promises. I don't know how welcome we are there. Oh, you know what? You'll be paying. You'll be welcome. Hey, yeah, yeah we'll definitely pay for a ticket. It's yeah. well, worth as, it. as long as there's money involved, I'm sure you're welcome. <laughs> that uh, again, <laughs> the views of Reva don't necessarily reflect no. the, yes. no, the, the, <laughs> the, the views of the feel. me. Do not reflect the views of anyone else in this room. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia Keen Please uh, don't edit that out No, no, no <laughs> it's, it's live now You're fine Yeah, yeah I mean in the podcast <laughs> We'll probably keep all of this Editing yeah, is too much hassle Good yeah. Cynthia Keen uh, Made a rather funny joke Saying uh, Metallica back to starving band days uh, Hey, hey Don't make fun of Kirk's eye infection By the way <laughs> Evan The band name is Reva just so you know. Reva. What did he say? I can't read that. Not Reefer. 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 Hold on. What are you trying to say? <laughs> if you bring Reefer, no worries. Reefer to This is, this is going to sound bad on the podcast, but I'm going to lean right into the live video to tell Evan the band name. Evan, they're called Reva. <laughs> A-V-E-R. Reva. <laughs> anyway um so yeah hideaway so 26th 
26 Hideaway Thrasher Mall and then and then on the 3rd of December we're playing a free night at the Valve Bar with Fenrir Lethal Vendetta and Snow Leopard and it's a yeah. night you don't want to yeah, miss no you should seriously check that show. out man that's not our show but we're gonna fucking be there <laughs> hey, I'm definitely gonna be you there you guys better be there I love every one of those bands uh, hey, they, they fucking give a good fucking Iron Maiden cover let's yeah, face it yeah fucking oath so look We've we've had a good time with the Reaver Boys, but uh, it's time to move on. It's time to listen to some music. We're not going to listen to Metallica. What a cop out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's unreleased, and Lars will kill us. It's, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. Napster's bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we don't want to be the next Napster. Uh, but beer is good. Yeah. <laughs> But look, we're going to listen to a band that I think is in the spirit of Reva here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, is that so? Yeah. They're a band from Japan, funnily enough. Yeah. They're called Abigail. And um, their latest release, I can't remember the name, The Final Damnation, I think it's called. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's a track off that called Sex and Metal, and that's the track that we're going to listen to they now. they have like, ridiculously high but out-of-key vocals? Uh, (laughs) Abigail here and there there's definitely a little bit of that action fuck yeah but guys watching our video uh, go have a drink uh, settle in we'll we'll be back soon with another live video we'll be back live or we'll be back after these songs no no let's hang around and go live again I'm enjoying (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna be talking more metal stay tuned And we'll see you soon. This is Abigail with Sex and Metal. Fuck yeah. Catch you next time, guys.
So we were just listening to Anal Nathrak uh, from the new album, The Whole of the Law, uh, and a song called And You'll Beg for Our Secrets. Uh, before that was Abigail and their new track, Sex and Metal. Man, that was fucking killer. Like, both of those releases are really solid. So we're back on the live video. It's just me and Tane. The boys mm. from Reva have departed, uh, and we thank them for their time. Yeah, that was great fun, guys. Thank you so much. But uh, we're back to talk about something that I brought up on my personal Facebook uh, page before, which was heavy metal bands. In the past, they were bringing out a whole bunch of great videos: Slayer, Manowar. Metallica, Anthrax, all of those. Nowadays, it seems like it's only lyric videos that are getting any play. Yeah. Uh, So we just wanted to talk about bands that are actually bringing out decent metal videos Mm. nowadays. If you know of any decent metal videos that have come out recently in the last, say, five years. Five years, for example. Yeah, like recent, recent. uh, Not early 90s or anything like that. The the change for lyric videos, which is we're going to be talking about a little bit more, has been relatively recent and kind of those last five years, I would say. So just drop a comment on this live video. If you if you know a recent metal video that has been really good, let us know. Mm. Uh, team, what do you think of lyric videos? <laughs> uh, loaded question. You know, you know what I think. Look, honestly, it's um uh, as someone who has has liked metal throughout the ages. Like I was born eighty five, and so you know, like we were still very much the late end of the MTV generation. Sure. Uh, and so yeah, music videos, big thing. Like it, they had their own stories. It was cool. They're remembered as being specific things apart from the songs, and obviously still together with the songs too. But this lyric video thing, I just find it really fucking lazy. You know, it's boring. Yeah, it is. It's like, at best, you get some animation and then text featured. Like, it's just fucking horrendous for the most part. I find it doesn't have any real connection to the band besides maybe, like, the art from the front cover, which is usually just text and some mountains and a forest anyway. I'm going to sound like an old man here. Listen listen up, kiddies. Uh, When I was a young man... A young buck? Uh, young, well, whatever animal that you want to associate with me with. Uh, a lot of metal bands, I didn't understand what the fuck they were saying, and I'd have to turn to lyric sheets to if I really wanted to understand them. So, obviously, when Cannibal Corpse came out because they were so out there, uh, I would turn to their lyric sheets to find out exactly what the fuck they were growling about. Yeah, this was this was also probably um, just sort of at least for me at this time pre-internet. So it was actually buying the CDs and reading along like the red text and black background. It was really hard to fucking understand. Well, I'm about five years older than Tane, so it was definitely pre-internet for me. And there were some bands where the, reading the lyric sheet worked really well. And then there were some bands where you're like, I liked this band better when I couldn't understand what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> 
and so that's why lyric videos kind of fail me a little bit. I mean, I can just listen to the audio and hear the new track. Mm. But when you're bombarded with these lyrics on the screen... It's uh, it takes away some of the some of the magic of listening to a song, uh, and you, you might understand the lyrics like obviously with a lot of metal stuff, people don't on the first listen, they don't on the first take, but it still takes you somewhere, you know. Like there there are a lot of bands like that. I'm I'm a bass player and I've kind of trained my ears, so I I'm listening to the stuff that's happening underneath. Uh, when I first started getting into metal, I was starting to to play metal straight away. And so honestly, I'm still like that. There's so many favorite bands and favorite songs where I'm not 100% on the lyrics, but it takes me somewhere and I I would rather have that than just know the lyrics straight away, you know what I mean? Sure. I I think I I agree with that. A lot of the a lot of the metal of uh, music videos that I grew up with there was a certain something to them, whether it was like several tours uh Arise or um, mm. what was it? Oh, Rada Matata S- was a great one. Slave New World, any of those things. Mm. There was the band playing, and <laughs> there was like a little bit of a story happening in the background. And I don't. There, there is still some of that nowadays, uh, but not quite as much. We're, we're starting to get a few comments in about this. Yeah. Uh, Nat Van Dyke says, um, seeing metal music videos on Rage of a Saturday morning was a big factor from, uh, for me getting into metal when I was younger. Can't really see them playing lyric videos. Yeah. And I agree with that. Rage was a big part for me, especially yeah, for yeah. you as well. Yeah. Big, big part. Yeah. There's no way they're going to be, um, they're going to be playing lyric videos. It's just like a, it's like just an easy out for, um, for labels, I think. Yeah. Also like, um, really interestingly. Oh, actually, uh, not, mm-hmm. keep uh, going. um, uh, it, it's funny talking to the guys from Reva before, uh, about how, um, how Phil was saying that it was like the same feeling you get from watching a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And when rage was really big for us, I know it still kind of does it, but not as much. But when we were younger, uh, you'd stay in on a Saturday night cause you couldn't go out to drink and you'd sit and watch hours of rage and you'd hope for a guest programmer that was going to be playing metal stuff. And yeah. that would be you sorted like that. Or when I was a young stoner, um, I used to I used to work nights, so I'd stay up late at night, and Rage would be on on a Friday and a Saturday, and whether it was a guest um, uh, programmer or not, uh, there'd always be something weird on Rage <laughs> <laughs> that made it worth tuning in for. So uh, we just got another comment here from Nat Harmer, who's saying good call on the lyric videos. Because there's definitely been a glut in the last few years. We agree. Mm. It's good to see that some bands really still do care about putting effort into producing a clip that complements the piece artistically. Mm-hmm. A- agreed. Yep. This one definitely came to mind. Worth a watch. Love what it says. We can't actually see what it is at the moment. While we're live streaming. But if you head to the video, if you're not already watching us, mm. uh, and check out the link that Nat... Uh, has put up i'm look i'm i'm a big fan of nat harmer and i'm guessing that he's gonna steer us in the right direction yeah so check yeah. it out uh daniel mustaine says uh from reva says mm. uh beneath the remains 
Yes, Good definitely. Choice. Excellent choice. And it's funny, like, um, it's it's definitely the metal scene more, like, uh, a lot of m- more popular music was definitely doing the same thing back then when we're talking about, so we're talking about 90s, mostly early noughties, that kind of thing. Uh, but I found, honestly, like, pop and rap and a lot of other stuff, uh, they aren't doing lyric videos. They're still doing story videos. They're still doing things that are enjoyable to watch. Well, th- this this falls into something that I I saw on Facebook the other day. I pu- I put up a similar status saying, uh, metal bands still doing good music videos, or is it just all <laughs> lyric videos? And someone said, uh, and rightfully so, that it was about uh, budget. Over hmm. vision, um, I can see that uh, with the with the music industry the way it is now with downloading and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, r- labels aren't taking on bands the same way as they would in say the eighties. Yeah, totally. And look to get a bit um, to get a bit industry nerd about it briefly. Um, I used to be a, a rep at APRA, which is uh, Australasian Performing Rights Association. Like Gary and I both work there now, but I used to be yes. a rep for Universal. I used to be a rep for uh, a, a bunch of companies, Independence and other ones. And um, when 2006 came, which was when iTunes started, um, digital downloading, illegal downloading had already been a big issue for a long time. Uh, when it was finally seen that you could do digital downloads legally, and make money from it people jumped on it but by then the damage was kind of already done as far as the um as far as the financial backing that a lot of bands would receive even when they were signed to a major label uh that was already taken off you you're looking at a period in history where uh 360 degree deals were a thing where bands were starting to lose out on merchandising money on their ticket money uh, and they weren't seeing any more. Labels had already cut off things for um, for promo, and v- music videos was the main part of that, especially for smaller labels. So music videos is what we're talking about. If anyone got lost there, <laughs> sorry. Uh, in the totally ramble. noted out. Totally noted <laughs> out. Uh, so yeah, keep um, keep commenting about music videos. We haven't gotten to politics and metal yet, but I think we should just play some more music and then uh, we'll start re- uh, live recording again. And, yeah, totally. Uh, well, who are we going to be listening to next? Uh, we? Next, we have a little band from New Zealand. Uh, actually, before we get to them, oh, Nat yeah. Harmer says, Remember the days when Roadrunner and Nuclear Blast competed to put out those vhs clip uh, compilations (laughs) i definitely remember that because uh damn he says damn those were great for underage drinking could not agree more Nat. could not agree more look uh just to be serious for a second i'm not going to um condone underage drinking (coughs) but uh, I totally agree because uh, Roadrunner, I used to be part of their website when the internet first started being a thing and they did giveaways and I won a bunch of CDs through them mm. and uh, their music videos are great. 
And same with Nuclear Blast. I collect the Monsters of Metal uh, Fuck, DVDs, yeah. and they're fucking great. Yeah, they're still awesome to watch. And it, it is funny seeing the difference now, Nat. Like, it's not actually that long ago for a lot of those ones for Nuclear Blast. No, Nuclear Blast is still one of the ones that are putting out videos. I mm. think Season of Mist do a bit and Relapse and a few of the bigger metal The larger Relapse bands, as well as the, the recent ones, are still doing cool clips. I mean, obviously, looking at bands like Red fang and mastodon uh you just think that more bands would be taking advantage of the youtube age yeah that we're in now but Mm. uh, we'll see we'll see what happens well anyway the next band that we're gonna listen to is a band from new zealand called ulcerate and we're listening to their track ab abrogation Fuck, check it out. This one is killer, guys. Off their new album, I think it's called Shrines of Paralysis. I didn't write yes. it down, but yep. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yep. Thanks for watching. There's going to be another video soon, so uh, check back in about 10 minutes and we'll be recording again. Yep. And you can comment like Nat Harmer here or anyone else that's commented. Yep. And uh, we'll talk to you soon after Ulcerate. Yes. Raw. Dig it. Let's listen. Boom.
that was Present Day, which was by Vermin Win from their new album Decline, which is pretty fucking solid. It's definitely one of my top albums of this, this year. And uh, before that, we had Ulcerate uh, with their new track, uh, Abrogation. Abrogation by Ulcerate from Shri- Shrines of Paralysis. Fucking oh my god there's so much good music like we were talking about this before like just to talk about it quickly um it's getting towards the end of the year yes and this is our first full year of actually doing death talbot metal and we've been doing the podcast for most of the year but we've been we've both been listening to so much more metal this year than ever before like it's so hard to pick top albums i think yeah for for the most part um I kind of, every week I gather music that we could play for the podcast, new releases in metal, and um, yeah, pass it on to Tane, obviously, and there's some stuff that makes it through and some stuff that doesn't. Yeah. But uh, especially towards the end of the year here, it has been solid with (laughs) metal releases. I really, I'm finding it hard to keep up for... You know, like between listening to, to music before each podcast and listening to the stuff that I've just discovered that I love just from this year, it's getting really hard to keep up. So if you're watching on the live video, I'm sorry for the podcast listeners, but you should keep up with us. <laughs> uh, you know, we're so ahead of the times and all, keeping ahead of everything. But if you're listening uh, or watching on the live video, I should say, uh, send us a, uh, a clip, uh, sorry, a comment, um, telling us your favorite release so far of 2016. Yeah. There's been a lot, like we said, and, uh, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear from you, but we also want to hear from you about the next topic that we're going to talk about, mm. which is politics in metal. <laughs> Cause it's been an interesting one. It's a loaded subject. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, 2016 has been, I think, the year for it, honestly. It's been a strange year for... I mean, there's always been a political side to metal, especially in black metal. Yeah. Uh, but 2016, there has been... A little bit of trouble. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about it first, or do you want me to lead us in? Well, look, I'll I'll just say briefly that, um, uh, like I said at the start of the episode, we should remember that we're all brothers and sisters in metal, and regardless of all the subgenres and whatnot, and that in the last, especially ten years, subgenres have blended so much where we're now having a lot of hardcore stuff that's sort of entered the metal family sure. but comes from a punk background and that brings a lot of politics with it itself yeah we've played some on the podcast yeah yeah totally but also you know you've got your like crusty old black metal guys who are, have always been very firm in their beliefs as well uh and with tensions being so high with um with the state of the world right now obviously the u.s election but um, the things leading up to that as well you know um it's interesting and sometimes unfortunately heartbreaking to to look at the interactions between between these subgenres it's true um especially with the state of the world as it is uh i said we wouldn't man- mention it again at the top of the podcast but with trump and everything mm. uh there's definitely been uh, some pushback against his racist and um, 
extreme views mm. and um a lot of black metal especially has been seen as racist or extreme mm. uh that's what you get on on the label of the tin when you look at extreme metal yeah it says extreme right there yeah totally uh I would say, though, that I have... Maybe I need to look harder. Maybe you guys can talk about this. Have you seen something relating to this? I've not seen that many bands in the metal community really railing one way or the other so far. Um, people definitely seem to to have a negative attitude towards it. And honestly, I'd say we probably do as well. When you say it... Do you mean politics in general? Uh, look, uh, I'm talking specifically about the um, uh, about, about Trump. Donald Trump uh, right. getting in. I would say that it's definitely a negative thing for most people who are in the, the metal community, but at the same time with a lot of extreme metal, a lot of race-related stuff, there are some people that I imagine that are probably quite happy about it, uh, which I can't get behind, honestly, but... Um, the interactions between those people and, and the rest of the community. This is what we're trying to find out about. So, yeah, if you guys have anything. Well, Evan O'Brien from um, Voice of Chaos Podcast just said, people just need to chill and get along, but most is fake internet rage. I would say that's true for the most part. Mm. I'd say there are some bands, especially in the black metal scene, that take the, a very fascist point of view. Mm. Uh, and that is what kind of brings along a group like Antifa. Ah, yes. Well, so the thing with Antifa, so this is anti-fascist, uh, activists, which so. from the get go sounds like something that I could get behind. Mm. I don't like fascism of every, any sort. I kind of like freedom. And I think metal for me is about freedom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at the same time, uh, this group Antifa have been very, very, um, vocal and at times violent in their protests against fascism within the metal scene. Mm. And when it comes to violence, I think there are smarter ways of dealing with things. And when it comes to fighting fascism in the metal scene, I think there are definitely better targets uh, to look at if you're going to be so um, extreme about your view. Yeah, it's um. Look, it's the main thing is something that Gary and I have talked about before. Uh, Gary's going overseas shortly uh, to to check out some festivals that have actually been affected by this directly with their lineups. Well, one in particular is Blastfest in Norway. Uh, a band that I really enjoy thoroughly is Pest Noir from France. Uh, their lead singer, Famine, has been involved in some kind of political talk in his personal life in the past, but the band itself isn't really a political band. Well, not nowadays, anyway. It's mm. about the music. It's not about any kind of political view. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that said, they were put on the same bill as uh, Napalm Death, mm. who immediately pulled out of the festival when they learned that Pest Noir was on the bill. Well, apparently, yeah, they gave an ultimatum. Um, it was either them or 
Pesanoir. Yeah. Yeah. And so the festival went, well, seeing as you're the ones with the problem, then you're the ones that should leave, Mm. which to me is fair enough. And I'm going to say if you're playing a festival, you're playing to a whole bunch of different type of people. And if you if your band is about an extreme view, as Napalm Death is, Mm. uh, you probably want to get your message across to as many people as you can. Uh, so if you're playing alongside a band who you for some reason think uh, is on a different political um, spectrum to you, wouldn't you want to be on that bill rather than just have a bill full of people with the same political view? I don't understand. It's a good point. Um, and I think... I'm seeing a pattern here, and I think a lot of people would see a pattern here over the last few years, especially for our European listeners um, who might be regular festival goers, but also this goes for the US and a lot of a lot of theirs. I find um, the spectrum of bands playing in the last few years seems to be narrowing down, partially due to genre, because they have a glut of choice. Uh, which is fair enough, and I think um, as far as a business decision is concerned, uh, it could be a great thing if you have the amount of people you could bring to make it a worthwhile venture. But also, I can't help but think um, that this is also uh, subgenre is sort of closing in slowly and, and more wanting to just sort of be like, well, this is what we think and we're all together. And it's like, that's cool in one level, but for, for stimulating discussion, uh, and also for, as Gary said, for, for making sure you can voice your views to a new audience, a larger audience, I think is actually kind of working against that. Totally. If, if Napalm Death wanted to get their message, out there they could preach to the choir Mm. by playing to one of their gigs uh one of their audiences or they could play at a festival where they think there's going to be an audience for a different point of view and say okay that's your point of view this is ours Mm. the thing about pest noir is i don't think that they're um an nsbm band i think Maybe they were flirting with that kind of uh, imagery and ideology at the beginning of their career. Mm. But nowadays, they're more about the music and they're more about kind of uh, hooliganism. Yeah, I think definitely uh, the the black and roll attitude has been at the forefront of what they've been presenting for the last couple of albums, at least. Definitely. Um, if, If you have an opinion on politics and metal or any bands that you think are political, please comment uh on the uh on the video that you're watching right now if you're watching us live i just want to say that nat van sorry nate van dyke uh said that he's been uh, really loving gojira's magma uh he says the quality music videos too gojira i would say are a band that have actually stayed away from i think they might have done one maybe two lyric videos um, I think so, but mostly they've been doing actual music videos, which is what we're talking about. Yeah, tonight. totally. And I know we have actually talked about Magma as an album uh, before, and regardless of our views on the music, Gajira is still a great band, and I think the visual aspect 
uh, of their music that they that they communicate both through their live shows uh, and and the effects and and awesome lasers and backdrops and stuff that they do as well as their clips has never diminished. I think they're still fucking top notch as far as that's concerned. Sure, I just didn't like the new album. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Sorry, Gajira. I love you. I love all of you. Mm, sorry, uh, sorry, and Sorry, Nate Van Dyke. <laughs> uh, look, I'm I'm glad that you're liking the new album. Yeah, totally. I've got to give it a few more listens because I haven't been digging it, and mm. I've there's been so much more really good music coming out that I have immediately latched onto. Yeah, that has been getting my attention so far. It happens. It happens. Look, but um, getting if, back to other stuff, just really quickly, yeah. and this is this is for listeners in particular just talking about political stuff uh, a band um, that are essentially Australian besides the uh, the early part thanks Nate <laughs> is uh, Destroyer 666 and this is a band locally that I would say have definitely been involved well look if you've been keeping an eye on Metal Press you would have seen the, the fight between Destroyer 666 and the Metal Sucks website uh, yeah and my thing with Destroyer 666 is a lot of people have been giving them a hard time because of really, really old news stories. And look, I've done stuff in the past that I'm not proud of or that I would not say nowadays uh, that I said back then, mm. that kind of thing. And I think if you look at their music now, there's not a really NSBM kind of vibe to it. There's no kind of NS themes to what they've been doing lately. Mm. Uh, they are an extreme band in their views and stuff, but I also believe in freedom of speech. So I also kind of believe that they should be able to say what they like. And if you don't like it, then just don't uh, give them any money. Yeah, and look, uh, this is something I think uh, it's important to differentiate between. A lot of people uh, okay hate speech by saying that it's free speech, and I definitely disagree with that. I think Gary probably disagrees with it as well. I definitely do. Just to to, uh, talk to that for one second... Uh, free speech doesn't include hate speech as far as I'm concerned. If it's harming someone, uh, if it means physical harm for someone or... Yeah, implicated physical harm. Uh, yeah, or if it's going to do them any harm down the line, I don't advocate it at Yeah, all. it's fucking bullshit. Like, honestly, seriously, the, the amount of stupid shit that people latch onto. And unfortunately, uh, there might be great bands uh, that have a larger voice because their music's great, but sometimes they're just fucking stupid as well, you know? It's true. And uh, I think the, the, the trick is not to become violent at their gigs like Antifa do. Yeah, that, that really doesn't help anything, honestly, because it just works against what they're trying to say in the first place. Sure, it's a cliche, but you're dropping to their level. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, a lot of Antifa's actions have actually been quite fascist <laughs> which is just fucking it, it's so stupid but you know whatever it doesn't make any sense yeah um just don't support them yes don't don't it's if like you think that it's, shit. it's like that simpsons episodes where all the uh, billboards come to life and um the way that they defeat all these uh evil billboards is by not paying attention to them yep uh, same goes for metal 
So if you don't like Metal Sucks, or if you don't like Destroyer 666, or if you don't like Pestnor, or if you don't like Napalm Death or any of those, don't go to their gigs. Yep. Don't uh, buy their merchandise. That's how they continue to prolifer- proliferate their message. Yeah. Uh, so that's the real way to do it. Uh, and have discussions with people. Uh, I know I'm wrong about a lot of things. Pretty much everything. There's a good chance that your viewpoint is wrong, or maybe you've misheard something, and maybe do a bit more homework about stuff. Yeah. Especially when it comes to bands like Pes Noir, they did nothing wrong, and now, because of pressure from Antifar and stuff like that, they've been kicked from the Blast Fest uh, lineup. Mm. And I was really looking forward to see, seeing them, and now because of stuff that Famine has said in the past, they're not they're not allowed to play at some fucking festival. Mm. I think that's bullshit. I, I I think one of the um I'll be interested to see. You know, I might be eating my own words in the future, but looking at a band like Destroyer Six Six Six, where there's a lot of stories about uh, their old actions, and uh, there's not been from what I know that much change in, in band membership but the change uh, that's apparent to the public has been away from that and concentrating on something else so if they've changed their views if they've learnt something and they're trying to move away from that then more power to them that should be encouraged rather than punished yes exactly and it seems like uh, Antifar is more about punish uh, than learning yeah I am anti-fascist. I'm sure Gary is anti-fascist. I'm sure a lot of you are anti-fascist. But you have to look at... If you're using violence to achieve your message, that's that's an integral part of becoming a fascist. You've got to pick your fights. Are you going to talk to some... Are you going to go protest some band that bring, brings a handful of people to their shows? Or are you going to protest uh, like a dictator? Yeah. You know, a real fascist. Yeah, look how many people went over and fought fucking Coney or whatever. Fucking no one. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I, you know, I was actually clearing out um, my uh, my cupboard the other day, and someone had given me a Coney. Like, what was it two thousand and eight, two thousand twelve? I can't remember. Someone gave me a shirt, really randomly. Two thousand twelve. Like, yeah, two thousand twelve. I didn't ask for it. It somehow ended up at my house, and I found it. I'm like, what the fuck happened to this shit? People were so motivated, and it was like. Two, it's like when two dogs bark and then they can't reach each other and then they finally reach each other and they don't fight or anything. It's just, it's fucking noise and bluster, you know? Look, this is going to get into its own big uh, topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, we could keep going about this, but we let's uh, Let's put a pin in it and let's talk really quickly about one more thing before we stop doing the live video and before we start plugging stuff and playing some more music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legion festival oh yeah uh for those of you outside of australia we had we had the big day out for a great many years as a festival yeah yeah the, the, well actually like as far as metal stuff ex- is concerned we had metal for the brain beforehand uh which metal was, for the brain was always local though yeah 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 true uh, our first talk- international I'm yeah. talking about international festivals. So yeah. Big Day Out was a big one for people that into uh, like heavier music or alternative music. Mm. Uh, then we had Soundwave Festival for more heavy, uh, the more heavy side of things. Yeah, they, they, they started off with punk and heavier stuff and, and kind of, no, they kept it for the majority, but went a bit lighter at the end. But anyway, that's finished. Anyways, yeah, Soundwave kind of collapsed 
because of a few uh, backdoor dodgy dealings. Yeah. Uh, BJ matter. But uh, that collapsed and we've been stuck with nothing. And then this festival kind of came along and jumped on the wave of uh, Soundwave being uh, cancelled. Yeah. And saying, we're going to have this huge, massive festival and it's going to be metal and it's going to be great. Yeah. And look, for a lot of our, our local listeners, you might know this, but for our, for our international listeners, you might not have heard this. But um, the last sound wave was cancelled roughly about three months before it happened in the yep. January. Yep. And literally within a couple of weeks, I think it was, uh, a bunch of Australian uh, band members and promoters put together this idea to do Legion Festival. It was it was on a, it was like a very select group. Of, yeah. Uh, like a very handful of people who are very much involved in a certain side of the Australian metal scene. Yeah, it's From not reflective of a lot of a lot of the gig going public, a lot of especially the kind of gigs that we'd put on, for example. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think they they had noble ideas, um, but they actually announced that they would be doing it January this year with three months, roughly three months, maybe four months maximum that they were going to be doing it. Look, that's not enough time to put on a festival. Yeah, they obviously fell short of that uh, date. Mm. And they opened up a uh, like a GoFundMe or yeah. a Patreon or whatever the fuck. Kind yeah, I think of it was account. GoFundMe or something. Yeah, one of those kind of accounts where people could pay. They would get uh, special offers to do with the festival, and um, their money would help make the festival happen. So they started announcing uh, people from the lineup, and it's probably the least. Uh, metal metal festival I've seen come through Australia. There was a lot of new metal. There was a lot of um, look. Uh, uh, Club Blink served us well when we were younger, but it was the kind of shit that Club Blink kept playing for like ten years, and it was those bands again. And it was kind of like, uh, like, look. At the same time, Blink lasted for so long because people like that kind of stuff, and so they probably. Uh, there was they probably still like it yeah there's probably a lot of people that uh liked the uh, legion festival mm. lineup and props to them for actually giving it a sure. go sure but that said uh soundwave were better because mm. there was variety there were people that liked the poppier side of metal and there mm. was people that liked the more underground side of metal yeah and they were both catered for. yeah they were both represented definitely uh, and i would say legion did not actually really cater to that from the start and so, they they had an extra year in the end after failing the the three month thing they had an extra year to do this and it did not happen whatsoever so yeah recently or a little while back, a few months back, they said, okay, we're going to stop the funding website mm. because we have a backer. Yeah, they said they had a private backer for this. This is after they pardon me, they were looking for three million, was it? Three million? I don't know the amount. I, I can't remember the amount exactly, but they fell about 90% short from memory. At, um, at least 90% short. <coughs> Look, all of this aside... The story that I'm trying to get across is they had a private backer. They went quiet. They went silent for a long time. Months. Probably about four months or so. And then 
less than a month back, they came out saying that the Legion Festival is not going to happen in 2017. Yeah. Uh, and uh, before, for anyone who's listening who did pledge money, don't panic. Uh, they yeah, they didn't GoFundMe. take any money, Yeah, basically. You, you will not be actually spending any money towards that, so you don't need to worry about that. But the point is, it's not going to happen. And I think they were just too hasty. Mm. Uh they, they heard about Soundwave and they jumped on the opportunity, which I can understand, but maybe give it some time and get a f- decent lineup happening. And sure, you can't do it without the money, but mm. you can also make that gamble that if you bring good bands out here, then a lot of people are going to come see it. The, yeah, there were... Um Look, I think for anything like that, that's a grassroots movement, uh, especially in a, a specialist scene like metal as metal as a whole kind of is. Uh, you, you do kind of always have to have that, you know, book them and they will come kind of hope. Uh, and the the GoFundMe was trying to take the edge out of that, but unfortunately, the the people who organise it kind of I think to their detriment, um, concentrated on sort of trying to make it a feature on them. So a lot of the local, a lot of the people who are involved are in bands and they wanted their bands to play. And that's fair enough because it's a great opportunity, but you also honestly need to appeal to a larger audience rather than the people who will come and see you in a pub one Saturday night. You need thousands of people. You don't need tens of people. Sure. That was one of the good things about Soundwave. It wasn't particularly about one band in particular yeah because aj was in a fucking band mm. it was because it was because of everyone yeah or because of the variety and because of uh festivals like hellfest that i've been to in france they've got like a stone of doom stage they've got a death and black metal stage they've got main stages for more kind of uh, mainstream bands they got a, a bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, and that's what's lacking in anything that's been showing its face coming up in the metal scene. Anyway, we've rambled on for way too long. <laughs> look, it's something we feel passionate about. We hope you guys feel passionate about it as well. And look, it's not to say anything bad about any of the people who are involved in doing it. Props to them not. for doing it. Um, but at the same time, uh, the reality of, of live music everywhere in the world right now i mean i know sydney has lockouts and i know there's been a lot of um uh, venues closing and whatnot and it is it's a tough city to do something in um so you do want to try and take advantage where you can but you need to be realistic about it you know yeah look we're amateurs we couldn't have pulled off anything anywhere near what they pulled off (laughs) in a short time yeah but at the same time what really did get pulled off you know yeah besides each other's dicks it's besides the crowd's dicks is what i was about to say we got we got pulled along for a little ride and um it didn't work (laughs) so coming up next in the music side of things (laughs) anyway look if you've if you've got a comment about the legion festival please drop it in the comments on this live video Mm -hmm. if you're watching now Yep. Uh, and we'll talk about it. Uh, or on our SoundCloud as well. Or on the SoundCloud or on Facebook. I see that 
uh, Dean Karuna. Oh, Dean Karuna. video. Dean, you sick bastard. Hi, Dean. I love you. How you doing, man? <laughs> uh, yeah. So leave us any comments. We'll get back to them uh, if they require a response. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, we're going to play some music on the podcast now. Yeah, we're going to listen to some Mesothim. Uh, or are we? Yes. No. Yes. No, we're not. Oh, aren't we? Nope. Oh, Vermin Womb. Nope. We've just played Vermin Womb. Ah, well, what are we listening to then, Gary? <laughs> we're listening to Death Spell Omega. Uh, of a new track by Death Spell Omega from their latest release. The track is called Famished for Breath. <laughs> Let's check it out. So, Famished for Breath for Death Spell Omega. Check it out. This will be the last uh, live video that we do. We're probably going to do plugs and. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do off. stick around if you're listening live. We're going to be doing some more plugs. Uh, otherwise. Uh, yeah, the, the, this episode will be up tomorrow if you're listening live. If you're listening now and you didn't see any of the live stuff, then it was put up, like, ages ago. You missed it. You blew it. You blew it. Yep. So get over to our website. Check out Def Talbot Metal at, on Facebook. And here we go with Deathspell Omega and Famished for Breath. Let's do it.
track that you were just listening to was by a band called Mesothrim. Uh, it was called dot 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 dot, which is a letter in Morse code. Uh, Come on, Morse code. No, I don't remember. I looked it up. I don't remember. Look it up. Uh, The album is in Morse code. I don't remember the Morse code, but I looked up the meaning and it was absence. So absence by Mesothrim and the track dot, 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 dot whatever that letter is <laughs> before that was death spell omega with their song uh famished for breath uh off their latest album what was that called Tane? uh the synarchy of molten bones uh there's been a lot of talk about that uh i think it was an ep actually rather than an album mm and I've heard some negative things. I've heard some positive things. I'm on the positive side. Of yeah, I really like it. Omega. Yeah. Anyway. So, what if we... Uh, I guess it's wrap-up time, isn't it? We're going to wrap up now. We're going to plug some of our stuff. On the 23rd of December, there is the next um, Death Talk Metal gig. Uh, it was going to be... Thrash em All was going to be the next... Um, Death Talbot Metal Gig, but seeing as we've pulled out, the next actual one at the Valve, downstairs at the Valve, is our Black Mass Xmas gig. So we've got some cool bands lined up. We've announced Sarcophagus and Black Mountain, but we've got two bands that we should be able to announce soon. Yep. Uh, so keep an eye on the Facebook page for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, we have a festival, a mini, a mini festival coming up in January on uh, what is known as Australia Day, uh, the Legion Festival. Yeah, it's a totally a new original thing, just like how we did this year. Uh, Scrounge Wave. Yeah. Which wasn't a reference to any kind of festival, and this isn't a reference to any kind of festival. So yeah. if you find any kind of the link to... Yeah, shame on you. Like, we have no idea what you're talking about. We haven't been talking about any festivals uh, in this episode, and I don't... I, I just can't. No, I no. can't fathom. No, but um, so we'll be making some announcements about that shortly. Anyway, yeah. so keep an eye on the Facebook page between uh, now, uh, between time of recording and um, the Black Mass uh, gig in December. We might, we very well might be having another uh, Quizmall. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Quizmall two, uh, Quiz Harder. Uh, I was. We were trying to figure out the best worst uh, sequel name, and uh, I I figured any reference to Die Hard is a good reference. I I was pushing for uh, Quizmall Two Electric Boogaloo, like, but <laughs> it's been done. It it has been done. It's true. It's it was the it was the most obvious one that i came up with before quiz harder <laughs> but anyway look um hopefully we're going to be making that happen we will be sharing details as soon as we can regarding that if we don't then uh we're still going to have more podcast episodes we're going to do an episode for december and mm-hmm. we're also going to have a top 10 uh, 
album uh, albums of 2016 episode as well yeah we're gonna that's gonna be uh, it's it's stuff that we've played for the most part uh we're gonna be playing different tracks though there's gonna be ones that we agree on there's gonna be our own ones as well to be honest we haven't figured it out yet but no we've got a rough idea there are some definite standouts of this year um do let us know what your favorite ones are though as well uh both on the comments on soundcloud as well as our facebook we're always interested to hear yeah just anything that you want to talk to us about and we'll bring it up on the podcast or whatever yeah anyway enough faffing about we're gonna finish the podcast now uh with some nepotism <laughs> a, ba- a band that has played at uh death door but metal a couple of times and that uh tane especially is very close friends with tane do you want to take over so um y- you guys uh for those of you who've come to the club you might have seen offensive behemoth before they are very different to a lot of things that are happening locally as as well as anywhere else. Um, it's a noise band, uh, five piece that uh, no drummer, a lot of synth, two vocalists, uh, incredible atmospheric uh, blackened doom, I guess, uh, amongst other influences. But they've just released their first EP. Um, which has the tracks Miserable and Harvest on it. And I have to admit, I did the, I, I put together the artwork for them and I'll be doing a new one for them as well coming out uh, early next year. But we really wanted to play a track from these guys. It's very different to a lot of the other things we've played, but we really wanted to share it with you anyway. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, this is Harvest by Offensive Behemoth. So enjoy Offensive Behemoth. I'll say goodbye. For now, Senor, adieu, whatever. Whatever he said. Sure. We're pretty drunk by this point. I know, it's the end of the show. We did the four drink minimum. <laughs> we did. The, we, we added we, a four smoke minimum. We, yeah. we well exceeded any kind of minimums that we had in place beforehand. But this, is, this is metal. This is not about minimums. This is about extremists and about maximum. Maximums, like... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Ingui Malmstein said when interviewed, uh, someone had told him that less is more. And he's like, that's impossible. Uh, That can't be. More is more. How could less be more? So we definitely took that approach uh, (laughs) to the drink minimum for this episode. Yep. And musically as well and so we hope you enjoy offensive behemoth with harvest uh look he tried to segue i'm not gonna let him get out of it that fuck either. you i've enjoyed all the music that we've played on this episode uh thanks again for the reva guys as well thank you to phil and zach from reva they did an amazing job thank you for listening thank you for your comments on our live videos and hopefully we'll see you next time for the Death to More But Metal podcast. I have been and will remain being Gary Grimm. I am questionably right now and in the future Tane. Whatever Tane does is questionable, so I agree with him on that. <laughs> and this has been episode 11. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time, guys. Offensive Behemoth with Harvest. See ya.
Yeah.